Do you feel like motherhood is mundane? A lot of mornings you wake up feeling like you lack joy or purpose. Do you also want to invite God into your mom life, your marriage, and your life in general, but you just don't know how? Do you feel tired, like you have no time, and you're always putting yourself last? Hi, I am Jill Warball a Christian mom life coach, and I'll be showing you each episode how to make time for you, your relationship with Jesus, and others. I'll teach you how to grow with God and apply his word to your everyday life. And most importantly, I'll be cheering you on each week, reminding you that you do have purpose and that you are worthy of a great future. You can find satisfaction in motherhood. I'm going to show you that you can live intentionally with less stress, more joy, all while serving God and others. So grab your Bible and get ready to be transformed. This is the Faithful Mama Podcast, a place where we learn to fill up on Jesus so that we can pour into others. Listen in. So thank you so much for um, coming on here today. I am in, in particularly excited because we're going to do a coaching call for me <laughs> today. Um, but um, so I am going to benefit from this episode. I benefit from most of the episodes, to be honest. But um, it's always really cool to be coached and to kind of um, just iron sharpens iron and have another, you know, mom help me in this, in this motherhood, um, journey. And I'm prayerful that the coaching call, um, kind of helps these other mamas as they listen. Absolutely. Um, so why don't you go ahead and just tell everybody who you are, um, what you do and how you came to do what you do. Absolutely. I am Melissa Paduzzi. I am a Christian mindset coach who is passionate about helping devoted moms change their thought patterns and transform their minds so that they can take back joy, presence, and balance in their life. Um, And that is my story um, of kind of how I landed here. Um, uh, Growing up, I knew two things. I wanted to adopt and I wanted to homeschool. Those were the two things that I knew with every fiber of my being um, from the time I was a little girl. And so we saw that come to fruition. My husband and I got married. We pursued adoption. um, And I had all these dreams of these peaceful, connected, loving days, homeschooling around the table. And fast forward to um, a little bit later, and it was quite the clash of reality when (laughs) my first son came home and the visions of motherhood and what it should look like. And then when we brought his brother home two years later, you can imagine that reality shifted even more um, in a different direction. And what I thought should be and what was, was at war. And I was always frustrated. Um, I felt just under the surface, I was always so easily irritated. Things just weren't going the way I wanted them to. And I can remember asking my friends, like, please just pray with me for that can find my joy. I have completely lost my joy in motherhood and I would love to find it. And so God, through those prayers, led me to a Christian coach who helped me unpack my thoughts that weren't serving me in motherhood. 
And I'm really happy to tell you, I was able to find my joy again. The circumstances were exactly the same. Nothing changed. Um, I lived with two little wild tornadoes in my house and the days were full of chaos, but my joy was back because the lens I viewed them through was totally different. And those tools changed my life so profoundly that I couldn't keep it to myself because no mom should have to stay stuck and overwhelmed like I was. And from that heart, I started Mom Life by Design, which is where I help mamas to be able to take those thoughts captive and transform their lives. That is so awesome. So um, it's interesting because it just so happens that the way that our um, episodes have kind of come in, um, how the people kind of signed up for, you know, the different interviews, it's been crazy. The person before you talked about self-control and controlling her controlling our thoughts and it was all about the fruit of the spirit. And Mm. so it's just amazing how God has aligned all of this. So anybody that has been listening is like so open to receive what you do today, because this is what we've been talking about. So that's so good. He's so faithful. I love that. I know it's crazy. I'm like, this is so crazy. (laughs) Cause like, I didn't even know, you know, what, necessarily everyone was about when they were choosing their dates for interview, you know, for the podcast interviews. And I'm like, this is so, this is amazing, Lord. This is all you. That's Um, So I'm excited then that you're going to tell us today kind of about what you've learned, not only through your coaching, being, you're being coached, but now you're coaching as well. Um, So I mean, all of us, I think, kind of experience um, kind of just that exhausted feeling as a mom. Like we, mm-hmm. we had all this energy, all this joy, like you talked about. So um, let's just get right into it. Mom burnout. Mm-hmm. So what is it? How do I know? And how do I know if I'm experiencing it? That is a great question. Um, I think burnout is often a term used in the workplace um, for people who've experienced chronic stress on the job. Um, but I think it applies just as well to motherhood. Um, and the main markers when you're talking about burnout in any situation are exhaustion, detachment, and feeling like you're not good enough. Is that ringing any bells? Yes. In motherhood? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like moms are face to face with this um, on the daily and they often feel like something's wrong with them because they feel these things. Um, and it shows up a little different in everyone. You can feel overwhelmed, frustrated, have a lack of patience or motivation and energy. You can withdraw, um, feeling like a failure, um, or like you want to run away. Those are huge indicators of mom burnout, um, and feelings of being trapped or under pressure and alone. Um, all of those, I think moms wrestle with these things all the time. And fortunately in this day and age that we live in, um, we see everybody's highlight reel and we live in the thick of everything. And so it's really easy to feel like we are all alone and the only one who feels this way. But it's very, very common because as moms, we're on all the time. And so, yeah. of course, of course, you're going to feel exhausted. Of course, that's normal. It, of course you are. Yeah. So what kind of since we're kind of talking about mindset, what underlying lies like in our mindset cause us to get to burnout? Mm, Great question. I have a fun story for you, and then we'll jump right into that. Um, When my youngest son came home, he was three and a half. Um, He came home from Serbia, and he was um, very delayed in language development and um, 
kinds of things. And so we were working really hard on learning our letters. Um, and so we were practicing his name and his name starts with a J. And so we were practicing his J's every day. Um, and then I came home one afternoon and went upstairs and found some lovely J's written all over the back of my couch in black Sharpie. <laughs> um, and it took a second and I was like, I could be really mad about this. But those are really good J's. <laughs> and our mind, when we don't hold it accountable, is very much like my son with a Sharpie unattended. We create a mess of things um, and things go all where they're not supposed to go. And so with our thoughts, we create the world that we want to experience. So some thoughts, some lies that can be in your thoughts that are causing some extra feelings of burnout can be how things should or shouldn't be like me and my story where I felt like it should be those peaceful, loving, kind days around the kitchen table where we all are singing Kumbaya. I had this idea of what should be or maybe what shouldn't be. And we're facing the reality of that. And so holding on to those ideas of shoulds or shouldn'ts can cause burnout. Um, the idea that you're doing it wrong. Um, you saw another mom do it a different way. So you must be doing it wrong. Or so-and-so over there is doing this really well and it looks awesome and we're not, so we're doing it wrong. That can lead to those feelings of failure um, and burnout. What will people think? They must think I'm a terrible mother because of whatever. Um, putting thoughts in other people's heads about us is a real quick way to um, end up in burnout. No one appreciates me. I never get a break. I'm not allowed to feel my feelings or I don't think my feelings are okay. If we label our feelings like as bad or good, um, we can often end up in burnout as well. We're only human. Feelings are indicators, not truth. And whatever our feelings are, are okay. We can feel those. And so I think the most important thing when you're looking for those lies in your mindset that might be contributing to your burnout is your mind finds what it's looking for. We get to give it direction um, with our thoughts. And so if our thoughts are on those negative things that we just went through, we're going to find every single evidence that points to those thoughts because our mind is trained to look for those things. So we can flip the script on that then. And we can look at the thoughts that we are feeding into our minds that we look around and what do we see? We want to see the more positive things and we need to think some more different thoughts um, after we process those feelings that we're already feeling. Yeah, I love that. Your mind finds what it's looking for. It absolutely does. It's so true. Oh my gosh. I'm just thinking of that in so many different situations. (laughs) It's crazy. Our mind, God has given us such a powerful tool in our mind and we can use it for good or we can use it in the complete opposite way and tear ourselves down, um, tear our roles down as moms, tear our families down. Um, If we're not careful with our minds, it has a ton of power and God's equipped us with that in that way. Yeah, that's, that is like so true. Cause I I just, I mean, even in today thinking about it, cause right now I got to, you know, I have had my whole day with my kids and now we're talking and I'm like, see where that was today, you know, where that happened today. Absolutely. And none of us do this perfectly. I still mess up on the daily and I still am catching myself, but we become excellent watchers of our thoughts. Um, When we learn this principle, we can kind of be outside of ourselves and watch what we're thinking. And we can go, oh, wait, that's not a thought I want to continue with. I'm going to flip the script on that one and we're going to pick something different to focus on instead. And as we practice that skill and get even better at it, it becomes more natural to us. And there's lots of those days where we're like, man, I wish I could have a do over when we're doing it over right then in daily life as we go through it. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Which is, is kind of um, 
goes along with like if you start your day like thanking God for particular things in motherhood like mm-hmm. it kind of gets your mind on that track of keeping yeah. it on to see the good you know because mm-hmm. you're, you're starting it that way um so yeah I just it's just so true it's like it's so important to get on that right track because if it goes off like the first thing in the morning one of your kids does something and you have that thought like ah like I just never get any time alone that's all you're gonna see all day mm-hmm. <laughs> if that's your thir- first thought unless you tell yourself that's not true. Like you're being dramatic. Right. <laughs> so let me say, let me ask you another question. If motherhood is not enjoyable for us right now, what first steps can we take to make changes? Mm, great question. Um, and I talked about this a little bit before, but first, I think we need to recognize that we're human. I think a lot of times we take on the superhuman role as moms, but we're human. Humans experience all emotions, the ups, the downs. We're here for all of it. So if motherhood's not enjoyable for you right now, there's nothing wrong with you. I I really want you to hear that. There is nothing wrong with you if motherhood's not enjoyable for you right now. There are some steps we can take to move in a different direction, but there is nothing wrong with you. Nothing's gone wrong. You're human and humans are allowed to feel those things. Yeah. And it's really important. I think this is a step a lot of people miss a lot of the time. I know growing up um, in a Christian home, emotions were kind of like pushed away um, because, I mean, if you follow your emotions on everything that you do, you're going to end up in places you don't want to be. Obviously, we're told not we're not to be at whim for our emotions, but we also have to process them because we can't help the feelings that we have. They're here already. You're feeling angry. It's already there. You're going to have to process it instead of stuffing it down. Because what happens when we stuff our feelings down and we pretend that we don't feel that way is it comes out in some really unlovely ways. Um, Later on on our family, it kind of spews out like a volcano. um, And that's no good for anybody. But you have to kind of be present with your emotions. Allow them to be heard. Um, They're indicators of something that's going on. And they usually have a really loving message for us if we can sit with it and listen to what that may be. And if we're angry about something, if we sit with that anger and we say, okay, I'm feeling really hot. My cheeks are flushed. I feel like I want to go punch a wall. My fists are clenched. My stomach is tight. I can feel it really deep in the pit of my stomach. And it starts to kind of dissipate as we name it, as we talk about where it is in our body, it kind of flows through us. And then we can think, okay, what is the circumstance that spurred on this anger in me? What was going on? What's the message that this anger has for me? And it may be that you need a break as a mom. It may be that you are overstimulated from all the things that are going on today and you need to take a three minute cool down before you can re-engage in any activity. And so when we listen to what the message is from our emotion, instead of acting in our emotion, we can like process that through and then we won't be stuck in that forever. I think we feel like if I, if I give in to this anger, if I sit with my anger, I'm going to be angry forever. When in reality, they pass really quickly when we allow them to just go through our body. And then once we get that emotion out of our body, we can pick a new thought to practice. And so if you were thinking, um, I never get a break. I'm really angry because people are still demanding things about me. Then you could pick a thought instead, maybe like, what an honor it is I get to serve and love my family in this way. 
and you start to practice that thought. And then you look for the evidence in your life and name all the ways that you can see that it is such a blessing that you get to serve your family in this way. And it can be hard sometimes to come up with a new thought. Um, I have a free PDF download, um, if anyone wants to come grab that, of some new thoughts to practice um, for moms. And there's about 25 thoughts on there. And you can kind of go through and see which one resonates with you, um, which one's producing the emotion that you want to feel as opposed to the emotion that you are feeling. And um, just try those on and see how they feel and practice those and look through them throughout your day. And as you start to make these shifts... Motherhood starts to become more enjoyable because you're looking for those positive things like we talked about. Your mind finds what you're looking for. And so when you shift your mind to look for those things, it finds them. And then it starts to become a more pleasant experience walking through motherhood in that way. That's awesome. And I will put that free resource in the show notes um, for us to print out. Awesome. um, Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. I'll definitely do that. So, um, let me ask you, um, about like the Bible and mind management. Yeah. How does our mindset and faith in God help prevent burnout? Yes. No, God's created each of us with unique giftings and placed us right where we are for a purpose. And so when we trust that he's designed us to bring him glory right where we are, We can continually practice that thought and keep our minds focused on him that right where I am is to bring God glory. He's called me for such a time as this for right where I am to serve him in this way. And so we can keep our minds fixed on him. And then in Romans 12, 2, it says we're transformed by the renewing of our minds. It turns out the Bible's right. We can actually trust him. Um, And so as we just continue to develop that trust in him, that he has put us here. He has equipped us. He has placed our children in our lives exactly where we need to be. Then we can continue to focus on that and the goal that he has to bring him glory in motherhood, as opposed to our own selfish desires and serving ourselves in our own little kingdoms. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, So what is the role of emotions in a believer's life? Yeah, we talked about that a little bit before, I think, but there's lots of examples of people in the Bible who have emotions, a wide variety of emotions. Jesus is showed with a wide variety of emotions. And I mean, we have verses like in your anger, do not sin. Um, the anger is the feeling, but don't be led into sin because of your emotion. The emotions themselves are never the sin, but the action that follows when we're led by our emotions is where we get into trouble. Those emotions are just a little blinking light with a message for us. And so we can feel our feelings, but we have to respond with wisdom. We can't be led by the feelings. We're led instead by the truth of God's word, the Holy Spirit. Um, Those lead us in our actions that follow once we um, take those feelings in and understand what it is they're trying to tell us instead of being led by them and being propelled to move forward by our emotions. We feel them, but then we take them captive as well. And we're able to move forward with the wisdom of Christ. Hey mamas, so you want to homeschool, but you're worried about your child's socialization. I get it. That was us too. But Classical Conversations believes that education is best experienced together. Once a week, we get together with our community and we learn as parents and students. Classical Conversations provides homeschool families with local communities for opportunities for socialization, support, and encouragement. 
I honestly could not do this without them. In community, a trained licensed director guides both the students and the parents alike through a proven Christ-centered curriculum rooted in the classical model. To find a Classical Conversations community near you, visit classicalconversations.com backslash faithful. And that's faithful with two L's. Again, that's classicalconversations.com backslash faithful. I know you'll love this community as much as we do. Homeschool is possible with Classical Conversations. Awesome. Well, I am so excited because I am ready for you to help me. (laughs) I love it. Um, So, you know, you kind of asked me like what I am struggling with. So do you want me to tell them what I told you or? Yeah. Why don't you tell me what's going on and what you'd like some coaching on? Okay. So. I'm a homeschool mom, but I know that this kind of applies to anybody in motherhood. I mean, just one day with your kid, a whole day with your kids, you you can experience this. But I'm a homeschool mom, so just the overwhelm with little ones crying because I have a two-year-old, a four-year-old, and then a nine-year-old that I homeschool, and they're home with me all day. And just, you know, the two and the four-year-old crying and the nine-year-old talking, Hmm. I get super overwhelmed and then trying to get through school in the midst of all that. And then, but by the time I give them lunch and clean it up, I am like literally, and I put the two-year-old down for a nap and I I'm ready to take a nap. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But the problem is I I think about, Oh my gosh, I have like to do the laundry and I should clean the house right now. And I still have all this stuff to get done for the podcast or, you know, I have to practice singing tonight for church or whatever it is. And then I end up losing my patience on my kids because I'm so worn down and my thoughts that happened all morning get really negative. And then I just end up yelling at someone at some point and then I end up guilty. Hmm. So like feeling guilty, you know, when I get into bed at night, like, man, like, why do I do that? Why do I, why do I get so impatient? Why do I yell? Like, I don't want to be that mom. Hmm. And so I really struggle with staying positive, even even, even though I know better, like, and I struggle with having the energy, um, and just the patience to get through the day without, you know, yelling at somebody. (laughs) I mean, of course you're tired. That's a lot. You've got a lot on your plate. Of course you're feeling that way. Um, so maybe let's start, let's back up. Um, to maybe the first part of the day where you start to feel a little negative. So we've got a lot of things that are piling up, obviously, as the day goes on. Um, so you said, you know, the little ones are crying in the morning while you're trying to do school. Like, what's the first thing you can think of? Maybe like even think of today or yesterday, a specific example. Like, what's the first thing that starts you down this road? Um, usually I have one like talking to me. And not even being aware that I'm dealing with one that's crying and trying to get them to calm down. Mm-hmm. Like, so then I'm like, do you not see that? Like, I'm dealing with this right now and you're still talking to me. Like, I can't, I'm only one person. Like, that's yeah. usually what comes out of my mouth. Yeah. So how does that make you feel? Um, oh, gosh. Like, 
just super frustrated, like super frustrated. Like I want to lash out. Mm-hmm. Makes you feel really frustrated. Where do you feel that in your body? Uh, my chest, I would say. In your chest, is it tight? Yeah. Yeah. And if you had to give it a color, what color would you give it? Oh my word. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, everyone knows that like red is angry. So like my first, <laughs> my okay. first instinct would be to say red, but I don't really know that's just because I know like red is angry or like, yeah, there's no right or wrong answer. It's kind of, probably it, it probably, it's probably anger. <laughs> yeah. It helps us to kind of um, dissociate from the feeling if we can give it like a color or um, even like a cartoon identity of like what we're feeling. I mean, that moment, it's not, it doesn't consume us as much if we can kind of separate a little bit by, you know, giving it a color or describing it in a different way than we would usually think of. Um, so there's no right or wrong answer. Red's great. Um, so it's feeling red. Um, in your body, your chest is tight. You're really frustrated. And he said the action that you take when you feel that way is you kind of lash out. Yeah. Okay. Um, is there something, how would you want to feel in that moment? I'd like gentle and patient. You want to feel gentle and patient. Well, I mean, that's not a feeling, but like, I would like to be, I would like to show gentleness and patience. I would like to feel calm. I would like to feel not frustrated. I would like to feel like I can handle this. Yeah. So when you think, you know, can't they see I'm doing all of these things? That's not generating that for you, obviously. It's generating those feelings of frustration and anger. Right, right. Um, So is there something that you can think in that moment that brings that calm, that brings that centered to you? Um, that we can start to practice um, at the very beginning of that moment. Um, I thought that would generate those feelings of wanting to be patient and kind and calm. Hmm. Would it be like a calming, like, like a calming image, like vision that you're, is that what you're referring to? Like, would there be a vision I could think of that could calm me down? It could be that. And I was thinking more like, um, something that you could say to yourself, like, instead of, um, can't they see I have all of this going on? Like, of course, my children are going to need me in inconvenient times or, um, trying to think something like, um, my superpower as a mom is being able to give all of my children what they need when they need it. Um, something along those lines that would bring you a sense of calm and remind you what your focus is and your purpose is. Yeah. I kind of like that second one. Okay. Yeah. So like, um, yeah, like I am here for all of my kids and I am equipped by, by God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when you think that thought in that moment, okay, let's go back, rewind. We're in that moment again, where you're dealing with one child, the other one needs you is talking over them and are completely oblivious to the fact that you're doing something else. When you think that thought, what does that generate for you at that point? If I were to think the other way, the, the if you were to think, yeah, God's equipped me to uniquely be able to be all that my children need or whatever it is that you're thinking. Yeah. Um, I, I would feel a lot, I wouldn't say gentle and patient. I could react gentle and patient in that moment, but I would feel actually stronger 
mm-hmm. like more capable. Right. And how do you see yourself responding? Probably more like, probably responding more gentle and patient. <laughs> yeah. Probably saying like, if I feel like I can handle this, hold on a minute, you know, let me, let me deal with, you know, Scarlett. Um, I'll be right there with you as soon as I get her taken care of, which is how I want to respond. Yeah. That's great. So if that thought helps you to get there, what can you do to keep that thought in the forefront of your mind? Write it a hundred times on a piece of paper (laughs) 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 so that it sticks. Or like just, I mean, just have it written somewhere and stick it up somewhere to remember that. Yeah. I I like to put things with my homeschool stuff that I see um, while we're doing homeschool, if it's relating to homeschool, I'll put it right there in the middle of all of it. So I can like see it and look at it as a touch point for me and be like, oh, wait, there's those old thoughts again. Cool. Here's yeah. the new thought I'm practicing because right. they will come back up. Um, our brains dig ruts um, of the thoughts that we practice over and over again. And so with this being a pattern of um, a long time, it's going to have a deep rut and it's going to like to go back there over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, And so the thing that I want to caution you about um, as you start to work on changing those thoughts is there's no shame in going back to the old thought. It's going to happen. Okay. You're human. You're not a superhuman. You're a human. You're going to go back to the old thought and there's going to be times where you don't react the way that you want to do. There's no shame in that. There's recognition that, oh yeah, there's the old me. I'm working to be the new me. The new me acts like this because the new me thinks like this. And so you practice your thought again and you start to look for that. So I think a really important question for you, I heard as you were talking, it brings a lot of guilt for you and the way what's happening. What are you making all of this mean about you? That like I am not like a loving mom, I guess. I mean, I know I am because mm-hmm. I overload them with love, but like, that's the way it makes me feel like I'm not loving. Right. And, and, and you, I, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's not true, like deep in your bones, but you're also training your brain to look for that too. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want them to grow up and just remember that about me. Like, oh, I remember when mom, she used to get so frustrated doing homeschool, you know, when my, my whole point of doing homeschool is to point them to Jesus and show them who Jesus is. So then I have that guilt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our, I think it's important to remember that our thoughts are not facts. Um, and so you may think in those moments, even though, you know, deep down, it's not true. You may think I'm not a loving mom and they're going to remember all these bad examples when they get older. Um, that's not a fact. That's simply a thought. Yeah. And that thought's creating a feeling for you that's then perpetuating this thing that you don't want to live in, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's really important to ask yourself, when I think this thought, when I think that I'm not a loving mom, how does that make me feel? That makes me feel... Um, sad. Sad. Defeated. Yeah. Like... I mean, you can't do anything right, maybe. Yeah. When you, and then when you feel that way, how do you act? Probably, I don't know. Sometimes I probably actually get more angry. 
mm-hmm. like with myself. And then I walk around seemingly unhappy in, to my kids, which is also just perpetuating what I just did. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cycle that we get caught in when we allow our thoughts to just kind of run around like that three-year-old with the Sharpie, they become this disastrous thing that keeps going around and around and it's perpetuating what we don't want as you. Yeah. We can take back the power. Like we just talked about, like you've got a great thought now for when you're homeschooling and you feel pulled in too many directions, you can start with that thought to break that cycle. Yeah. So I have a chalkboard, like I have like a chalkboard for them for school, but then I have like a decorative chalkboard. Mm-hmm. Right next to our fridge. So I'm literally going to write that as the saying on the chalkboard. That's awesome. Yeah. So how does how does that feel to you? Like, does it feel like something you can move forward with and make some progress? Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited because now I'm like, if I just read that in the morning, if I eat, if I do mess up, I can read that again and change that thought. So it doesn't entangle me for the rest of the day. You know, yeah. I can easily like switch perspectives. Yes. That yeah. is taking our thoughts captive and being renewed by the transforming of our mind. Like God is so good to give us that power um, to be able to do that. And um, I'm really proud of you for seeing where you want to change and working on that. That's amazing. Thank you. (laughs) I was like, before we started, I, I told Melissa, this is for you guys that are listening. I was like, I, I might get vulnerable and then be embarrassed to let everybody hear (laughs) all my struggles. But I'm so glad that we did that because I think that they can, the listeners, you guys can take what we just did and literally apply whatever your thought is and then take the next thing and say, what can I think different? And that's huge. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons why I love to show people what coaching looks like because it's so powerful. You're able to do it yourself too. You can work through that. It helps sometimes to have a person outside of your thoughts to be able to kind of shine a light on maybe some things you haven't seen or give you some confirmation on where you're going, but you're able to do this by yourself. God's giving you a great, big, beautiful mind um, and the power to be transformed by the renewing of it. And so when we continually do that day by day in our motherhood practice, um, in every part of our life, we grow so much closer um, to God and to the person, our truest identity, who he wants us to be, um, to bring his light and love to the world, um, and everything that we do, which is amazing. That's awesome. So I loved that. So tell the women listening, like when you coach them, like, obviously this would be one of the things that you would do, but what else, like, what does coaching look like other than just this, like, it wouldn't just be this one thing where they just had this one thought, you know, that gets them a lot, but, um, Yeah, it's anywhere that moms are struggling um, to kind of reconcile who they want to be with where they are. And they feel stuck and overwhelmed by this gap between like, I am here and I really want to be over here, but I can't figure out how to get there. And so we coach through those things. We talk through them all. And it starts with just small thoughts. And we work through all the ways that we can get to where they want to go to be the full and complete person that crisis made them to be, which is amazing. And it's so much fun to see the transformation um, as God uses these tools to work in their lives. I love it so much. Yeah. And you actually help them. Like I said, I struggle with having the energy once I get through homeschool to then tackle all the things that have to do with the home because I'm just tired. Like you actually also help them with like, getting their energy back, time management tips. Um, 
Oh yeah. It applies in every area of life. There's so many parts of our life that um, we can get into order through coaching um, and just bring it under God's design, which is amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. I know that um, one of the kind of categories that, that you had sent me um, with mom life management, like you had tips for keeping the house clean without being overwhelmed. Um, So before we, we close out, um, I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear that, that the answer to that. Oh yeah. I feel like we can almost make a clean house an idol. Um, I don't know if you feel that way, but it can become something that's more important than God. We have this idea that a clean house is like the ultimate. Um, but my goal is to help women set a system for what needs to be done to get done and forget about it. Um, most everything we do around the house needs to be done on a recurring basis. And so you just decide how often you need to do each thing assign it a time on your calendar and then get it done. A lot of our overwhelm comes from like how big the project feels. So we're like clean out the closet. That's an overwhelming goal. But if it was to remove six shirts that I no longer wear from my closet and I put that on Monday, then I keep my word to myself. I do that on Monday. And then that task is done. And part of that getting the closet cleaned out is done. And so you would just break it down into bite-sized pieces, get it done, stay on your routine. And it never grows into this big unmanageable thing. And everyone gets to be a part when it comes to keeping the house clean. I know it's really hard with littles. Um, It's always more work than doing it by yourself. But I promise mine are 11 and 13 now. It gets easier. And it's so worth it to teach them when they're little how to help um, be part of the household. It's just something that everybody does. We take care of the house together. And then you get it done. Yeah. So you kind of break it down into little bite-sized pieces each day. You don't say, Tuesday, I'm going to clean my whole house. Oh, no. That would never happen. <laughs> <laughs> it would still be on there for, you know, the next Tuesday and the next Tuesday and the next Tuesday. <laughs> my goal is always to keep my word to myself. And so when I put something on my calendar, I want to keep my word to myself. And so I put only the things that I know that I can do on there. So and, like, you- obviously, we're all busy moms. You have days where we're out of the house all day long. Don't put that you're going to clean out the closet on the day that you're gone all day long. That's not going to happen, right? It's not realistic. So if you need to clean out the closet and it has to be an all in one shot, then pick a day when you're home and you don't have anything else going on to make that happen. Otherwise you're just going to be lying to yourself and you're not following through with what you said you were going to do, which then makes it easier to do that again the next time. Yeah. So you break it down, small little bite-sized things. I love that. And then one last thing, do you have time management tips on how to get things done? Is that, was that the thing, small bite size? Well, that, and then just don't keep things in your brain. Um, Have a system to brain dump everything, get it all out of your head, written down, typed out. As moms, we have enough in our brain as it is. And when our brain's trying to hold on to everything, it's like the computer browser with all the tabs open, nothing processes very well. So get it out of your head. Be realistic with your time, like we talked about, and then just keep your word to yourself. When you put something on there, get it done. I mean, obviously things happen, you know, like if you end up in the ER with a kid that shoved a pee up their nose, then obviously you can't do everything that's on your home to-do list that day, but you can move to the next day. But we don't want to make that a habit um, if we can avoid it. Yeah. Awesome. I love all this. Thank you so much. Today was so awesome. So I know it's funny, like. I benefit so much from just doing this podcast. I go back and I actually listen to episodes where I've spoken to other people that I am like, I need to go back and listen to that episode. I'm really struggling 
you know, <laughs> with my mindset or whatever. So I know that your episode is going to be one that I'm probably going to go back to multiple times. Oh, that's so good. I've had so much fun talking with you today and I love yes. coaching you. Um, you are an excellent mama and you are doing great work. Thank so you. Don't let the devil discourage you. Don't let your thoughts discourage you. Always stay focused on what God has planned for you and your family um, and the mission that he set right before you um, and keep, keep at it. You're doing great work. Thank you. And I always like to ask um, everyone if there's one, if there's one key thing that you like want people to or moms to remember to apply to their motherhood or just like your favorite, your favorite quote, your favorite Bible, whatever, like whatever it is that you would want people to remember or moms to remember what is like your one thing that is like super important, that kind of a thing that you like to make sure you instill in everyone you meet. Yes. God does not think of you as a failure. Um, moms, as we talked about it before, moms are so hard on themselves. And I think they think when they mess up, God views them as a failure. God sees his beautiful masterpiece that he has created to love and serve his family that he's put before them. And you are doing a great job. Yes, you will mess up. Yes, you are human, but you are not a failure. You are his masterpiece set before to do great works for him. So don't lose sight of that. Amen. That's awesome. So why don't you let everyone know where they can find you, um, you know, what's available to them through you. And then I would love to have you close us out in prayer as well. Absolutely. You can find me at momlifebydesign.com. And I'm also on Instagram with momlifebydesign as well. So that's, you know, just mom life, then by design. And um, we have lots of free resources on the website there. I blog um, some inspiration and ways to kind of focus on mindset work for moms there. And then I also offer one-on-one -on -one coaching for moms who are in need of some little, a bigger deep dive um, in what's going on in their life. I love working one-on-one -on -one with moms and seeing the transformation that God does there. So that's amazing. Um, and then I would love to pray and close this out. Okay, let's do it. Jesus, thank you so much for this time that we got to spend together talking about the mind um, and you and the way that you've equipped us to manage our minds, to take control of those thoughts, God, that aren't serving us and be able to replace those with thoughts that serve us and you and in your mission, God. I thank you for each and every mom who's listening to this, God, and I pray that you will just instill in her your love, um, the way that you view her. Then, then that she can look through the world through those glasses as well, God, and see the world as you see it. Her mission field right before her, her family, her children, God. And I just pray for those moms who are feeling burnt out and tired and exhausted, God, that you would just refresh them in this time, God. You would help them to be able to see a path forward to move forward in your joy and your peace and your love, God. We thank you so much um, for all that you are, for your love and for just the beautiful way that you connect us all together, God. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Melissa, for coming on today. I am so excited to let everyone hear um, the episode, honestly. So I'm super grateful. Well, thank you for having me, Jill. This has been so much fun. All right. I hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Faithful Mama podcast a place where we fill up on Jesus so we can pour into others. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to head over to the ratings and review section. And if this is something that you know will touch another mama's heart, please share it with her. And as always, stay faithful.